KHEN is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Kahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Well, welcome, friends, to the second interview with Louise Fish here in On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman at KHEN 106.9 on your FM dial or anytime by iTunes or anytime. Let me just say that you can do podcasts. I'm just listening to a podcast of a show from two weeks ago. It's a fun way to listen is with the podcast. But today, really fun is Louise Fish. Who is sitting here in the caboose, and she's just back on on a trip from Halifax in Canada all the way to the Pacific Ocean on rail. So it's it's going to help remind us to take more train trips than we've been doing lately, and、uh, which is a good thing to do. So、uh, and our engineer Rick White is up in the head end pulling our train along, which is a good thing to do at Kahan. And、um, the other thing he reminds us is. When you donate to Kahan, you get fuel for this train to pull it even even further, which which we try to remember to do. All right,、um, so welcome back, Louise Fish. Now,、uh, we, thank you. We, we, we one point. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, thank you for that、uh, intro, Forrest. And yeah, this is very interesting of taking the train from coast to coast up there. And I understand this was a a, a there and back. And did you do the Vancouver Halifax on the way back as well? No, it was just from Halifax to Vancouver. In that Van- was it. In Vancouver to. Oh well, then I took a, a got a different form of transportation to get to Victoria. Oh, I see. I see.、Uh-huh. Okay,、uh-huh. but that wasn't a train. So yeah. No. Okay, so I'm just going to stick a quick question in there while we're talking about、sure. trains. Did either of the trains have that?、Uh, what I think of is the、uh, caboose car with the bar lounge in it. Yes. You. Yes. <laughs> the second tell, tell one. <laughs> that was one of the best parts、um, in this prestige class. Uh, there was the the last car was the bar car, and above that was the dome car, and in the prestige class, we were the only ones who could use the dome car until 
about four in the afternoon. Oh. Now there was yeah. another dome car, maybe more than one, but um, we, <laughs> I don't know. I think it was because everything we got was free and they oh. gave us a snack at about three yeah. in the afternoon. So yeah. um, I think that was the reason, but yes. Oh, and it was so nice. <laughs> That's uh, nice oh boy. What do you say a snack? Now, what do you mean by snack? Some crackers and cheese or something like that? Or no, something? some salmon, oh, uh, right. you know, a little, whatever you call that, cold salmon stuff. And, um, oh. oh, nice. Fancy stuff. That's basically. fancy. But they also had bags of chips, candy bars, anything you wanted, you could get. Wow. Except... I don't know if this is appropriate for the radio, but uh, we're um, Mrs. Cahan. <laughs> uh, the bar car. At f first, uh, they had some single malt scotch. Glen uh -huh. Lemon, I think it was. But when we stopped in Edmonton and refueled, <laughs> and particularly the bar, they didn't have that anymore. And there were what? two of us who were truly enjoying the Glen Levitt. And we ended up with a different brand that wasn't quite as good. Oh, man. And the bartender had told them, no, we need more of that. That's what they're using. So, but that, that was, um, when it came to food and drink, that was the only issue I had. <laughs> so I had to go to a, a different um, type of alcohol. What a and nice for me, that was fine. Oh, sure. Oh, my. Well, it's free. I mean, in a way, it's all included in your ticket price. Exactly. Which is a, which is a great idea. And, um, yeah, that's super. Well, uh, let me ask this, too. You're, you're saying the view is pretty good. Yes. Is it hard to climb up the stairs to the above the bar car? Um, for me, it was okay. It wasn't easy. Uh, uh -huh. But since we could always have them deliver whatever we wanted or we ordered it and said we're going to be in the top, they'd bring it up to us. So nice. oh. you could get up. All right. uh, there was a gentleman there um, who had lost his leg I, to cancer, I believe. Anyway, wow. he um, was on crutches and he got up without any problem. Really? Oh, yeah. really? That's pretty amazing. Yes. That really is amazing. Wow. And so, uh, well, 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 well. And so when you get up there, are these large seats, small seats? Large you, seats. Large very seats. comfortable. Very nice. So you can um, see out, out the dome. Yes. However, there are so many trees at first oh. that you don't. Uh, it's not much different than being in the bar car. <laughs> oh, okay. so I didn't go up there very often. <laughs> okay. You know, there's an old saying, can't see the forest for the trees. Oh, <laughs> yes. I know, <laughs> I know. Sad, sad. <laughs> I know. Well, okay. All right. So we're beginning to get the picture. All right. You're now sitting in the bar car. You haven't yet gone upstairs. What kind of, what kind of fellow passengers do you run into in, in, in a bar car? I suppose well, different in the day than at night. Not really, since uh, the only people that went into this bar car were 
the prestige people. So there weren't yeah. that many of us. Uh -huh. um, there was one couple, they were German, very interesting. They were on like a, a two month trip uh, doing traveling by all forms other than plane, except on their way back to Germany, they were taking uh -huh. an airplane, but everything <clears throat> else was trains and boats and so interesting. Really nice. And uh, then there was a Canadian couple. They were ranchers in Alberta, I think. And they were interesting. He in particular, his name was Ron. He was very fascinating because he knew so much about agriculture and uh, ranching and so forth. And so I listened to him. And his wife was funny. Um, then there was a, uh, there were two gentlemen who were by themselves. One had sailed around the world with his wife years ago. He's an attorney. Um, and he, uh, his wife had died a few years ago. And so that's why he was on the train trip by himself. He got off on Jasper and went up to Lake Louise and all of that. Uh, and then the other gentleman was a professor who had been in many, many trains. By the way, Forrest, I did mention on the rails and that he could get uh, listen to the podcast. And we want to interview him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He'd been on uh, many trains all over the world. and But his wife didn't come to it with him because, as he said, she just doesn't like trains anymore. <laughs> oh. Well, that happens. And you know, one, of the, one of the more interesting people, well, they were all interesting, was there uh, a couple in their 60s, 70s, uh, who she went, he worked for the federal government. As a matter of fact, he had actually been in Salida at one point in time. Really? Which is huh. amazing, yes. But his wife, when she was a teacher and so forth, and when she was 50, she decided that she there was something she always wanted to do and she was going to do it. And she went to the seminary and she was now a minister. Mm. and uh, did a lot of work in hospitals and so forth. She was very interesting. I am not a religious person, but we had some great, great conversations. Oh. And finally, and this was actually at dinner, one of the engineers of the train, we uh, got to talk to him. <laughs> one of the people asked him how many cars there were, and he said, oh, I don't know, around 20. Uh, the person who asked wasn't really happy with the fact that he didn't really know, but he was very interesting too, and um, very young, oh. Hmm. Oh. which I am not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What fun! Yes. Well, that's really fun. I wonder. I wonder if he got a discount with his dinner, or he might have gotten well, it free. I think it was included. <laughs> you know, I the, think so. the engineers can only work for like twelve-hour shifts. And they did change all of the crew once. I think it was in Edmonton. Uh, they changed the, the service crew once. Yeah. Oh, I should mention this. There was uh, almost a strike, a real strike. <laughs> yes. When, when I was on the train to <laughs> Toronto, we heard of a potential rail strike of the service personnel that was going to happen at start at noon. Well, then they changed it to four, which was good because I arrived in Toronto at four, stayed the night. Then 
they settled it. And so there wasn't a problem. And the Canadians on the train told me, oh, they do that all the time. They always threaten <laughs> to strike. And then at the last minute, they come together. I guess that's what happens most places. Anyway, apparently it happens a lot in Canada. So, so we didn't have a problem, but it was a temporary concern. Oh, I bet uh, so. And of course, let me throw oh. this in there. Um, it sounds like Louise uh, spoke to some very interesting train uh, buffs on this trip. And I would put out the uh, shout out to people who might just be catching this uh, section of On the Rails. If you would like it to be interviewed, you can reach for us at info at org. Send an email there. It will get to him or I. And, and uh, we, we would love to, if you would like to be uh, interviewed on our show, we would love to talk to you. Info at khen.org. Thank you. We just got one this week. Good. As a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. So the, those, do, those do happen. And, oh, boy, boy, that strike thing. You know, that's, of course, there's a lot of concern this summer here in this country because the management of the railroads has, has really clamped down. They've fired and laid off so many employees, and now they don't have enough employees. And so they're working the ones they have way, way too hard and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. There's all this strike talk here. We, I hope it's just they'll get around to realizing if they're going to run a railroad, they're going to have to have people to run it and they're going to have to pay what it costs to do that. But that's it. Neither here nor there. Okay. We've gotten you now. You're out there. Now you're, you're about to go across the Great Plains. Now, yes. the Great Plains, which are flat, aren't they? I mean, they're plains. They're plains. And, and you're they're just a lot going... like Kansas and Nebraska, Montana. <laughs> yeah. Flat. And yet, you're approaching a lot of little towns, I, I assume. Yes. And, a little, and you can probably watch some switching going on, see some little switch yes. engines. Yeah, yeah. And so you're sitting there talking to your friends. Now, your rancher friends, who runs their ranches while they're taking a, the train to the West Coast like that? Uh, we, so we assume that's where they're going. <clears throat> yes, they were. Yeah, they were just taking the train trip like I was from Toronto to Vancouver for the fun of it. And they had staff, so. Oh, OK. All right. They didn't seem too terribly concerned about that. Yeah, no. my guess is that they were probably OK uh, because they were in the prestige class <laughs> on the Canadian. Uh -huh. When we yes. go for us, I want that prestige. Yeah, I'm the only I'm way. Ready. To go. I'm ready. <laughs> the only way to fly, you know, yeah. prestige. I even like how you say that word, Louise. Yeah, yeah there you prestige. Go. Prestige. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you, it That's was funny. fantastic. Okay, this now let's back all the way. Something up. I so go ahead. We, okay, you're getting on now. Uh -huh. What? What about the restroom situation? There is there one in the bar car? I assume. And uh, there was one near it, and, oh, of and, course, and my cabin was quite near the bar car. Oh, and my good. cabin had my had my own restroom and a separate shower. It wasn't one of those where the shower 
hits the toilet or anything like that? Oh, really? It was seven. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, because usually it hits any, your Amtrak standard room. As you know, the shower hits the toilet. Uh -huh. So you right. have to decide, how do I do right. this? You're bound to get the toilet wet, of course. Then of course. Where do I put the towel so that I don't, oh, yeah, I know. It goes on and on like that. Huh. Huh. Yes. Well, it's I'm telling you, know. this was top of the line all of the way. Oh. And it was what I've wanted to do for years. And I finally said to myself. Why not? Well, you're getting a very, very, very small percentage on what little bit of savings you have. You might as well use it. Yeah, because you're not getting yes. much interest. Use it yeah. for something that you want, and that's what I wanted. All right. Well, I think you're right about the the interest thing. I don't know. Of course, in, you know, in your situation, you would also have to talk about your fellow your fellow friends from your morning coffee group, because, well, you know, when you get back, we're expecting some coffee cake. What else are we expecting there, Rick? And some of that scotch. A little scotch. We have, are we going to get a little of that scotch when, when that comes? Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we will just have to see. All right. Scotch that's for fun. breakfast? I don't know. I don't know. Even I don't no. go that far. <laughs> what? Okay. I'm sounding like an Amtrak questionnaire here, but or a Canadian national question. That's another good question. <laughs> what railroads were you even on? Is this Canadian national? Or yeah. is CNN? Yes. Uh, um, yes. You know, there was one thing that I thought was fascinating to me anyway. We were on the train and a lot of train tracks, I guess, follow the, or the roads, the interstates follow the train tracks or are yeah. parallel. <clears throat> so we're on this train and we're moving along and the cars are, we're passing the cars. The train is going faster than the cars on the interstate. That's that's fast because the interstate fast. interstate isn't it about seventy? Um, some of them were ones I noticed were like sixty, hundred oh. uh, whatever <clears throat> kilometers or kilometers. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Another no, interesting thing about being in Canada in general is that it is a bilingual country, and it depends on which Canadian you're talking to. There was a woman I met who lived in Canada just across from Detroit, and we were talking about being bilingual, and she said, yes, all of Canada is, it's English and French, except for Quebec, which is French and whatever else they want it to be. <laughs> it was, That's funny. Quebec was quite different, the province of Quebec, but lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely. Were the train announcements, for instance, in French in Quebec? Uh, actually, any place in the train, it was both English and French. Oh, okay. In Quebec, it was French and English. It was just a reversal, so. Ah, and so would they say, for instance, um, we have a special in the bar car tonight on something, things like that, or? Or that they're not that kind of announcement. Not that kind of announcement. Announcement as to where we were, when when we were going to stop, uh, whether or not we'd have time to get off the train to just stand and get fresh air. Um, I never did that. I 
had enough fresh air, I thought. Um, yeah. But that kind of thing. Ah, huh. And what, what about smoking? Do they, and the French smoke? The they, French smoke, and that's why they had stops and people went out for the fresh air. Was so they could smoke. <laughs> yeah, they don't and call on top those, of that, they're they not said, called, what? What was that? They're, they're not called fresh air breaks. They're called uh, cigarette breaks. Exactly. <laughs> so they made it quite clear that you could not smoke and tobacco or the vape or uh -huh. cannabis. I uh -huh. thought that was interesting. They specified <clears throat> cannabis. You couldn't smoke it. I mean, it's legal, but you couldn't smoke it on the train. Yeah. Well, yes, that's that's really interesting, too, in a way, because how would you what would they do? Throw you off the train? I don't think I believe so. so. Mm -hmm. At the really? next stop. Yes. Oh, that's pretty. That's strict. That's that's very strict. Huh? Well, OK. Now, um, what about that? How was your onboard personnel? Did you have a you must have had a, a conductor and assistant conductor on board. I'm sure we did. I know about the porters. I know about uh, the dining staff. Yeah. I know about the bartenders. I'm beginning <laughs> to sound like all I did was yeah, drink. No, no, you're not. We're not. I mean, but, I, I... Um, yeah. And of course, the engineers, the one that I had dinner with the one time and another one, we had to back into a station actually twice. But one of the times, they must have had to change tracks or something. So there are always two engineers um, in the engine room. And one of them came back to the end of the train, which is was our bar car, sure. to, um, with a walkie-talkie, direct him as to which way to go and so forth. I thought that was interesting. She was very interesting, too. She could do that from inside without yeah. opening. There wasn't a little bit of that portal or something. No, no, no. She did no. that just looking out the window. Just looking out the window and seeing what wow. the, I guess there were, I don't know. And in the meantime, when when she didn't have to be looking, she chit-chatted. Sometimes she chit-chatted while she should be looking, but yeah. we did not we did not de derail, I know that much. <laughs> I used to, when I worked for the railroads, do that sort of thing fairly routinely. And um, there's a certain art to it. You, those, those signals are low. They're not. They're not higher than your knee. And uh, oh, we're whoa, oh, we're getting a five-minute warning yep. from Mr. Rick White, our engineer, up in the front of this train. Okay, we're <laughs> we've established a few things. Number one, that the showers are better than they used to be. So, and now if we can convince Amtrak to get a little better. I, Equipment, maybe our showers will come around to where you don't have to stand on the toilet to, to get your shower. Um, and uh, so we learned that. We, we have learned that, that and, and Canadian National, the assistant conductor, who it probably is, looking out the back, is probably a young woman who is, looks calmly in a little blue suit and exchanges pleasantries with you while we back into a station. Yes. Does that sound fairly accurate? To what Except for the little blue suit. She doesn't have a little blue suit? No, she did have a orange and red vest. Vest. But she didn't have a little, I think they, all of them seem to be 
uh, well, I say all because I only saw two engineers, uh, were just dressed in a regular way. And there were oh, a really? lot of women who were in charge. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. And, like, one, and they tend to, they tend to stick to it a little more. Yeah. Little, little, go out on strike a little less mm -hmm. often. Which, and we're going to have to finish this up for us, but a oh, good yes, question, Louise, your porter for your uh, Toronto to Vancouver link, uh, that porter was responsible. He, he had how many uh, cabins under him? Well, there were actually three of them. That, so they also tended the bar and did us some other things. And I would say, um, there were probably 10, maybe 15 of these top-of-the-line cabins. Okay. They were not full. Oh. So, But we did have, you know, that little button you can push, mm -hmm. and there's a microphone there, and you can say, I need some help. I'd like a cup of coffee, whatever. And they were always right there. Always. Okay. Wow. Oh, my. Well, and this section... This segment of On the Rails is soon to come to a close. We're very, we're, we're getting, we've got the flashing yellow light up ahead that our engineer Rick White sees, and he's already getting ready to kind of ease off in the air there a little. As we know, the air goes out the front, and the brake shoes gradually come down. And we grab, we're starting to hear the ee, 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 as we begin to slow down here. And we only started talking with Louise Fish about the trip she's just finished from coast to coast in Canada. And we're going to do that. I promise you that we will soon do that. So it'll be up so you can listen to it in this, on this show, On the Rails with Forrest Whitman at KHEN. Okay, let's, let's check out of this segment and we'll send it over to Leslie and it'll be there for you very soon. <clears throat> you ready, to, Louise? Do you have any? Any final words about taking passenger trains and when to do it? And no, I don't. Not a, no. But we will <laughs> next, let's, let's next week. Next next okay next next week. Let's try to summarize. We've got a lot of information to sort of lying around here. Try to get it to, together into one one segment. All right, wonderful. Okay, let's look out the back and make sure that we're all set. I'll pop a fusee throw it out the back of the caboose so that there's a nice red glow between the tracks there so nobody runs into us as we take off and at the count of three we go high ball so breathe in breathe out one two three high ball high ball i didn't hear louise at all high ball high ball high ball Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncho Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.